everybody. Welcome back. I'm Nate Moore, and this is another episode of Big Ideas from the Business Intelligence Guy. What I want to talk about today is a project that's similar to something I talked about several weeks ago. You remember the appointment scrubber where you go through and say, I'm going to data mine all my future appointments and look for potential things that can go wrong and then throw those on an email and fix them before the patient gets there. This is the same kind of exception scrubber idea, but rather than looking at appointments, today what I'm looking at is everything that happened at the front desk. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab a whole series of rules of things that might have either happened or shouldn't have happened or whatever at the front desk. I'm going to create all those rules. And then what I'll do is I'm going to throw an email back to the front desk. I'm going to sort the email. And you'll see an example of this. If you look uh, on my website with the podcast, you'll see an example of what this email looks like. So it's sorted by who checked in the patient or in your environment. It might be who checked out the patient, whoever had the responsibility to get these rules right or the opportunity to get these rules right. And then beneath their name, here's the patient, the patient ID, and the rule that was broken. Let me give you some ideas of things that I look for in my front desk exception scrubber, things that could have, should have gotten wrong or could have gone wrong or could have gone right or whatever at the front desk, but didn't. The first example on the list is, for whatever reason, the clearinghouse of this practice blows up if you put punctuation in the patient name or their address or the second address field. And so the first rule we look for is, hey, is there any kind of punctuation in the patient name, in their address or, you know, route or suite or apartment or abbreviated, whatever, any kind of punctuation fire. If they've got uh, a missing patient guarantor relationship or we're missing the patient insured relationship, we fire. One of the newest rules we built is one that says, hey, if you've got an outdated or incorrect Medicare ID, and the way we know it's outdated is we just count the characters. And if it's got, you know, fewer than 10, we want to know. And then we'll fire for that, an outdated or incorrect Medicare ID. Some payers require a primary care provider to be in the the system in order to pay. So what we'll do is for those payers, the rule fires. If it's not that payer, the rule doesn't fire. And the reason I tell you that story is just to say, we can customize this to the level of the payer. And so if, if you see a payer and they've got some quirky rule that nobody else has, fine. We're going to implement this quirky rule that nobody else has. And if you break it, we're going to put it on the email. Maybe they're, you know, somehow, some way they're missing a patient address or the zip code or, you know, the, the phone rang or they got distracted when they went to internet, whatever the issue was. If they're missing the guarantor address or the insured sex, maybe they're missing race, language, or ethnicity that we're trying to track. Some things are more software specific. Am I missing the privacy policy date? In this practice, they expect them to get the insurance group in there and to get the copay amount in there correctly. And at least we, you know, and correctly may be a stretch, but at least we can know if the copay is in there. And if it's not, the front desk exception scrubber fires. Did they use an inactive insurance? And maybe the way you do that is, hey, if the insurance carrier starts with Z or starts with do not use or whatever, and you see that on the payer, then you're, as either primary or secondary for that patient, then you fire. And maybe it's, you know, it was an old one and now that we changed the name to do not use and they didn't update their insurance so it still says do not use. Those kind of things you can catch by looking for that, that rule with your front desk exception scrubber. Maybe um, there's punctuation in the insurance group. Maybe they're the clearinghouse or one of the payers doesn't like that. Um, more software-specific things. Maybe there's like a benefit assignment date or release of information date that you're going to require as part of your procedure, and if you don't see it, you fire. Maybe um, one of the payers uh, wants to know if it's Medicare, what's the secondary insurance type, and so we search for that rule and fire. Maybe there's a future date of illness or whatever it is, and maybe it only applies to workers' comp patients or maybe it only applies to this kind of patient. 
Maybe it's only to this appointment type. But we can data mine for all those exceptions. And any time we find a denial for something that we could have, should have known at the front desk, let's put that rule on our front desk exception scrubber and then have the people that made the error or missed the issue or added punctuation, whatever it was, fix it. So that we're not continually fixing their issues, but we have them fix them so they know it's an issue. The other thing I do with the front desk exception scrubber that's different from the appointment scrubber is I'll go through and store these exceptions. So every time we run it, I'll go grab all the new exceptions that we've identified in this run and throw it out in a table in the data warehouse. So what we can do is we can go back a week, a month, two or three months back, grab the trend and say, what rules are we seeing more or less of? And if we're continually telling Nate not to do this or Sally not to do that, and we're still breaking that rule, we can grab some history and do some kind of QA and some training around what rules are most likely to be broken and get them fixed. One last thought that we've had to deal with this is sometimes what we'll do is we'll say, okay, look, we're going to throw it on the front desk exception scrubber. It's going to show up on the report and that means it'll get fixed. And then we go away fat, dumb and happy, and then it doesn't get fixed. And so one thing you can do is go back and say, all right, this claim got denied because there was punctuation in the patient name, St. John or whatever it was. And then you can go back and you can look at the history and say, hey, you know, we told Nate, uh, you know, on February 6th, you know, that not to do this and we the rule fired and we can see the rule firing in the history and it didn't get fixed. And so then you can go back and say, hey, if we're going to tell you about the rule, then you got you to fix it. And then we can track, all right, who's fixing their rules versus who's not fixing them. And again, it's kind of a training issue to go back and make sure that if you're going to throw the issue on the front desk exception scrubber, you store the history and make sure that the exceptions are not just being identified, but they're being fixed. One more idea that I hope will help you just manage your practice a bit more efficiently, a bit more effectively by using data. I hope you find these big ideas helpful in your practice. Thanks for joining me.